This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. And today is Martha's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you so much. It's been a great day. She's 29. I'm a lot <laughs> older, but she's 29 for the several anniversaries of that. But Martha, we want to celebrate your birthday today. And today, we're going to celebrate your birthday with all of our listeners around the country while we talk about an incredible ministry that incubated and launched out of our hometown cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. What would you do? If all of a sudden you had an influx of over, I know Martha's thinking, wait a minute, before we get started, what about our winner? I think we should announce the winner after the bottom of the half hour. That sounds that great. Okay? So people that entered our contest this week for two tickets to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum, we will be announcing the winter. Winter. The winter. No, it's summer. It would be nice <laughs> if it was winter. No, it wouldn't. We'll be announcing that at the bottom of the hour. So. All right. Okay. Listen. So what would you do if your church... All of a sudden had an influx of $1.85 million. Would your church build a new building? Would you pay off some debt? Would you hire some new staff? Would you start some new programs? Well, today we're going to be talking with Brian Jones from Innovate Studios. Brian is going to tell us the story of Colonial Church, which is in Edina, Minnesota, and how they chose to invest those dollars back into the community by creating businesses that deal with social issues. You don't want to miss any of this interview because your church could be and should be the next in line to impact your community with businesses and jobs. Brian Jones, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, thank you. Good to be here. And Martha, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's good. It's been her <laughs> no birthday pressure. week. No pressure. You kind of, you We've know. We've been celebrating that all week long. The <laughs> listeners are going, really, is every week Martha's birthday week? No, no, it's not. Okay. Brian, before we get into the story of Innovate Studios, we just want to hear, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Yeah, so that's a story that started in a little country church. And so, um, so an altar call, um, I... I Walked forward as a little seven-year-old boy, all during one of the one of the verses of "Just as I am." So, mm. and then being a little country church, I uh, I got baptized in a creek uh, later that day. So, um, but you know, it was a small little church, so I wouldn't say that I got uh, terribly engaged with the church. Um, I was a good mm-hmm. kid and really actively tried to live out my faith. Uh, but it wasn't until um, until after college, and I started to volunteer with a youth ministry. And it was during that volunteer time that I really started to 
okay, here's how I can get engaged with the church. And then from that, long story short, I, um, I went to seminary and then became a pastor. Fabulous. And that leads us to where we are today, the beginning of the story of Innovate Studios. And, and I just want to make sure I plug the website. You are going to want to check this out. You're going to want to get people in your church engaged in this. Innovastudios.org. Innovastudios.org. And we will post that, of course, on our Facebook page. And there'll be a link with the podcast later on. Mm-hmm. Brian, when I first heard the story of Innovate Studios, you were part of the church staff at Colonial yep. Church in Edina, Minnesota. How did the church come into this windfall of $1.85 million? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. Yeah, so it's a little land. So it's a gorgeous uh, church building. Actually, it's it's won twenty one architectural awards. So just a beautiful building on a nice plot of land. But there was a little parcel of land. Honestly, it was on the backside of a parking lot uh, next to a freeway that you wouldn't think would be a big deal. But real estate, the way it is, uh, mm-hmm. a builder was able to look at that land and say, hey, we could build um, built the re- a re- retirement center, um, a senior center there. And so the church sold that land, uh, got the windfall of money, and to their credit, um, you know, when we surveyed, what do you want to do with this? You know, there was some that paid off a, a little bit of debt. Uh, there was some that went into, you know, doing some upkeep. But to the congregation's credit, they said, we got to give this away. And so that's, uh, that's what we did. Hmm. That's fantastic. So when, when, you, when people were saying, okay, well, let's give this money away, what were some of the ideas that people came up with? And what, 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 what did giving away the money look like to many of the people in your congregation? Yeah, well, you know, usually when you, when you ask for ideas, what you get are more of the same ideas. And so that's what that's what we found. Uh, so some of it was, well, we could we could give a little more to our current uh, church partners or or we could just do a little more uh, this program that we've always done. And again, that's what you find if you ask for ideas, you ask for uh, you typically get more of the same. But, you know, we, we had all the old church ideas, so we wanted a new church idea. So that's when we pitched the idea, like, hey, let's have a little fun with this. This is a windfall of money. Meanwhile, you know, the news out of church world isn't good. You know, people aren't coming to church the way they they used to. So we wanted to intentionally do something that was fresh and culturally relevant. And so that's when we pitched this idea. Well, let's hang on on for some churches. Oh, hang on for okay. a second. I don't want to jump. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't jump all the way. I want to make sure everybody knows we're talking with Brian Jones from Innovate Studios. And I want to go back to before you came up with this idea for Innovate Studios, you sent out to many of the influential leaders in your organization, in the church organization, you sent out copies of When Helping Hurts, the book. 50 copies, I think, is what I read that you sent yep. out to people. All the, Why did you send? Why did you have those people read that book? Well, it, it, this is a good church, generous church, big-hearted church, huge, long history of, of just good, big-hearted mission. And so what I told the church and the congregation is just trying to think through, like, okay, it's clear that we have a heart for mission. We, have a, we need to have a head for mission as well. And so, you know, if, you, if you've read When Helping Hurts and the ideas of that is, like, okay, we—, we we know that sometimes that our good intentions don't always lead to 
the best um, <laughs> outcomes. And so we wanted to really wrestle with that. And so what what would it look like if our church really took this seriously, really took these ideas in this book um, and really started to think through our mission involvement? And I knew that in order to do that, I just needed to get those ideas out among the congregation and just get books in people's hands, have conversations, coffee, that sort of thing to talk through. Because, again, a big hearted church, we just wanted to have a head for mission as well. So before I ask the next question, I just want to Mm -hmm. highlight the fact that you very much involved your church congregation in this conversation. And I just want to commend you for that, because a lot of churches would just as a committee, as a board, whatever, say, we're going to do this and move on. But I I just love the fact that you got into the hearts and of Mm -hmm. the people in your congregation. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because that is a fresh idea in and of itself. So what did the church end up deciding to do? They read the books, they've had conversations, you're looking for something fresh. Uh, What is it that the church ended up deciding to do with that money? Yeah, so it was. It was the the simplest way to uh, to describe it as a shark tank for churches. And so what (laughs) we did is we took a quarter million dollars, and that was the prize pool. And we said, listen, we want to ask for ideas around the Twin Cities. so young social entrepreneurs that are out in the communities doing good things and trying to solve big problems. And we said, listen, we have a quarter million dollars as a prize, but more than that, we offer mentoring and coaching and training for folks who are trying to Mm. do good things. And so here we had this church that, you know, it, it was getting grayer. Meanwhile, you know, young millennials weren't lining up to join our choir. And so we thought, hey, what if we match this experience of the boomer generation with the energy of the millennial generation? And let's see what pops up. Mm. I always feel bad for the Xers that just get left behind. But, you know, <laughs> well, I'm an Xer, so. <laughs> and so are we. But nobody talks about the Xers. They're like, right. yeah, the throwaway generation. Yeah, but we're getting grayer, so I'm not sure where we fit in all yeah. of that. <laughs> uh, where, well, what's incredible, Brian, is this story transformed your con- community, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah, I mean, we, well, sometimes I'll say it as, you know, I looked out into the congregation and here are all these lawyers and business people and accountants and executives, and we were asking them to be ushers. And it's like, oh, we got to, we got to do more. We got to do more. But these, this church received, because they sold off an asset, received some money, a big portion of money. And they said, instead of Well, Brian, instead of me telling the story, they said instead of spending the money, like typically, let's do what with it? Yeah, give it for the sake of the community. Give it away. So what does that look like? I mean, you you said, okay, we want to impact the community, but you handed out 50 copies of When Helping Hurts, which is a phenomenal Mm -hmm. book. How, you know, why that book? What is it that it says in that book that you want your congregation to hear? Well, the the main thing is that we just really need to be intentional about the type of mission work that we do. I mean, to really care if um, if we're we're making a difference. A phrase that I would sometimes use is that givers want to feel good, but investors want to do good. And so we wanted to make sure that we invested in ministries that did good and that had results that that showed and truly helped people and. 
And so that's what we did. All right, but now a lot of, you know, a lot of people, Martha, if you want to jump in here, I'm sorry, I just, I'm so excited about this. I, I haven't even get a chance to talk. I That's apologize. Okay. You know, a lot of people, when they say, okay, you want to, you want to help the community and you said, okay, well, let's help. Uh, you said it's kind of sh- like Shark Tank for churches, but mm-hmm. how did you, how did you involve your whole congregation? Yeah, so you, you mentioned the word assets. So we had, you know, we had financial assets, but what we realized is that our congregation was our church's biggest asset by far. And so we had, you know, we had lawyers and accountants and we had good, faithful, big hearted people. And mm-hmm. we knew that if we could use that experience, that with that Monday through Friday vocational giftedness that they had for the sake of mission that we could do together what not what one of us couldn't do alone. And well, so we wanted to go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, we well, so what we did is we just created um, a, a series of task forces that would allow us to plug in as many people from our congregation as possible um, in tangible, measurable ways. Hmm. So one of the things I just want to reiterate, because some people may not know the book When Helping Hurts, the Mm -hmm. underlying theme of that is that just giving things to people doesn't necessarily help them. The whole idea of, you know, teaching someone to fish instead of just giving them a fish. I know that's very simplistic, but that idea. Sell the fish. And then sell the fish and and make something from, you know, the fit, whatever. I mean, we could go on and on, but but it's using that concept. So you took this to... Um, the extreme and said, what can we do that to give back in a way that actually builds something? All right. We're talking today with Brian Jones from Innovate Studios. I want you to check him out online because Mm -hmm. this is the next really cool idea. That's really an old idea, maybe even a couple thousand years old that your church should look at how we can make an impact on the community. InnovateStudios.org, InnovateStudios.org. Now, Brian, you had tons of volunteers that got involved in mm-hmm. Colonial Church that helped you with this project that were involved in the congregation. We've got one on the line with us today, Cindy Stone. Why don't you introduce Cindy Stone to the iWorkFrame audience? Yeah, Cindy is one of my best friends. She is also on the board of Innovate Studios and super bright. And when you talk to her, you'll see just how encouraging she is. And so we knew that if we matched her up with a young social entrepreneur, that that, that her energy would just uh, propel their idea forward. Cindy Stone, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Cindy, how did you get involved? What, what, no, let me just ask this question the right way. How were you involved in the Innovate process there at Colonial Church? Uh, well, when we started Innovate at Colonial several years ago, none of us knew exactly what it was or how it was going to unfold. But let me tell you, it is the coolest thing I have ever done in church. I have been a Christian my whole life. I've been a part of many church congregations in different uh, communities. This is the coolest thing I have ever had the opportunity to do. It was so real, so meaningful, so missional, intergenerational, and and we were creating something new that was changing the world for good. Mm. So, Cindy, what role did you actually play within the, the process? I was what they uh, referred to as a navigator, 
And there were about 25 or 30 of us that were recruited to play this role in the first round. And our initial responsibility was to screen um, the many, many applicants that that came through. We um, we read their materials. We we heard about their uh, business plan. We saw a video pitch, and then we determined the top 30 that we're going to that we're going to go through and become semi-finalists. Now Cindy those navigators. Uh, you know, as Brian mentioned right before we brought you on that you know there were lots of people well, actually right before the break that there was accountants and engineers and all these different mm-hmm. people involved that they were sitting in the pews in your church yet were asked to be ushers. Those navigators, those people that were involved in the process at Colonial Church right alongside of you. What kind of expertise did they bring to this whole innovate studios process well there was a there was a whole range of of skills and abilities among the navigators um and each of us were then paired one-on-one with the semifinalists and then Mm -hmm. we were able to um mentor and 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 help help navigate them through the several months of the innovate process uh we helped them uh develop their business plan we helped them develop their pitch, their elevator speech. We connected them with people in our congregation that had specific business skill sets, like marketing or legal or financial planning or human resources, depending on what each of the semifinalists needed, given where they were in in the in the course of, of developing their their social venture so brian um, you you succeeded brian in engaging people in their true calling within the four walls of the church that is exactly right. And these were men and women in our church that maybe previously hadn't been able to use those skills in a real missional way in the, in the context of their of their faith life, their church life. And we provided them a pathway for that. And we were saying, hey, what you do Monday through Friday is good stuff. It's good and worthy stuff. And you can use those things for the kingdom with these young social entrepreneurs that have these amazing ideas. I mean, the response from our congregation was fantastic. People felt so valued for what their true gifts and abilities are. And so what was the estimate with, with that being said, as far as people being excited to use their, their gifts and abilities? Uh, what kind of, I don't know if, whether percentage or a number, how many people were you able to, to draw out to get involved in this whole um, project? You know, we're a church of about a thousand, twelve hundred members, with maybe five hundred, you know, regular worshipers. Mm-hmm. I bet at least one hundred and fifty to two hundred people were involved in both rounds of Innovate. Wow! We did it two separate times. We were able to give away two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each time to launch these entrepreneurs. I think through the two rounds, we launched we launched eleven different uh, social ventures. Right, so and, then, and then our church has then launched Innovate Studios as a standalone nonprofit that Brian is the executive director of. So right. we're trying to take this same idea to churches all around the country so that they can experience what our church experienced. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why we've got you guys on the phone today on iWork Rim as we broadcast across the U.S. This is an idea, Brian Jones, that could be multiplied in so many churches across the country. I, I, you've got to, this, where did this idea come from? I mean, were you like fasting and praying for 30 days? This sounds like one of those ideas <laughs> that had to come from some serious prayer. 
you know, it wasn't my idea originally. Um, our senior pastor, Daniel, it was his original idea. Um, and it was, it was rough, um, which I think is a, is a good analogy for what we saw through the ideas for the social ventures that came in is you can, you can polish up, a polish up an idea, um, that's pretty rough and turn it into something good. And so the, the original pitch wasn't fully fleshed out. It was just like, Hey, what if we do something that was mm-hmm. that's a, essentially a little more interactive with how we discern who our mission partners are. And then from that, he and I got together and just kind of workshopped it and then started to really bring in folks from the congregation and said, okay, what if we really kind of wrestled with this idea? What, what could it become? And so that's how it, it popped out. You talk about putting faith and work into action and doing it within the four walls of church. We are so excited to see the Lord do that. When we come back, Cindy, I want you to hang on for a minute because I'm not done. i got a couple more questions for you. When we come back, lots more in Innovate Studios and why I work for him is highlighting this and how your church can get involved. And then you're going to hear from one of the social entrepreneurs that won the contest and got some seed money and started a social enterprise business. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangen today martha's birthday happy birthday baby thank you so excited to be able to celebrate your birthday on the air we don't get to do that all the time but it's kind of fun yes i'm happy to be here and what i'm excited about today jim is the fact that i get to do the opposite of most things that happen on somebody's birthday i get to give something away so all week long we have been announcing that we're giving away a pair of adult tickets to the ark encounter in the creation museum that can be used anytime between now and April of 2019. We had a great response. I think people really, hopefully it got people to go to the internet and look at the arkencounter.org and check it out and see um, for themselves what we've been talking about. Because we've been to the Ark Encounter, we've been to the Creation Museum. Broadcast from both of, of them. A couple of times in this past year for different things. And I tell you what, summer is a great time to take your family, get in the car, Go to Kentucky and experience this for yourself. But we had great response, both on Facebook and through voicemail. Thank you to everyone. Who, and some sweet people even left me birthday wishes at your beck and call. You know, you encourage that. But anyway, so we um, put all the people in a hat and we pulled out a winner. And I'm excited to say that the winner of the two adult tickets valued at $140 Joanne Jones is our winner and said, Joanne, I will be contacting you, getting your mailing address so I can send you the tickets. And uh, we would love it when she goes there to take a picture, send it to us and we can post it on our social media. I'm just excited that we get to get a couple more people there. Hopefully um, they can spread the word after they get back and just keep it going. So the winner is Joanne Jones. Ah, fantastic. Love that. Love that. All right. Today's show focused on Innovate Studios with Brian Jones and his team. And and this is a ministry. We're highlighting this on I Work For Him because this is a ministry that has succeeded in doing so many things we talk about on this this show. Mm -hmm. Number one, getting people to use their talents that they use every day in their missional calling in their workplace and getting to doing it, do it to use them as part of a church project and this church project getting involved in impact in the community Mm -hmm. by creating businesses, which created jobs, which solved community issues. And that's what innovate studios is all about. And it's even greater that it's now starting to expand. Brian Jones, so excited that you were willing to share innovate studios with the iWork Ram audience. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Now, right before the break, we were talking with Cindy Stone, and I had one more question for her. So before we get back to you, Brian, can I ask Cindy one more question? Would that be okay? Absolutely. All right, Cindy, the question for you is you, you, you got to be you really an encourager, as you said, cheerleader off the air. As What was your title? You said you were a navigator. navigator. How did this whole process impact you spiritually? Well, as a Christian, I, um, I really believe that a response to the grace and love that I receive through Jesus Christ, that I am called to live a life that's worthy. And that, to me, means using my gifts and talents for His purposes and His glory. Mm. And, and God created me, God loves me, and I, in response, can then, through something as beautiful as Innovate, can turn around and use my gifts and talents in a missional way to support the young people that came into our midst to build up their, their ideas, their ventures, and change the world for good. I mean, hmm. it's kingdom work. It was powerful stuff. Hmm. And it was a privilege to, to be a part of it. Have you ever experienced anything like that in church before? I have not. Would you, um, and I was would, so enthusiastic that I, I was a leader uh, and a trainer in round two, so that we were able to recruit even more people um, to participate in this initiative, mm. um, to experience the power of using their gifts and talents for good in this way. And the, the, the training templates that we used in round two really became a foundational piece for launching Innovate Studios so that we can bring this to churches around the country. Because well, and Brian is a playbook so that they can replicate this and, and do good in their own communities. Fabulous. Brian Jones, let's, we've been talking about Innovate Studios. We've, we've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but, you know, as your church decided this is what we want to do, why don't you describe the process that you guys went through in, in developing Innovate Studios within Colonial Church in Edina, Minnesota, and, and now what he, how Innovate Studios is expanding out? But what, what did the process look like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, to be to be frank, I'm just a big nerd, um, and so I always <laughs> I always joke as a pastor, I was uh, I'm more comfortable with spreadsheets than sermons, and mm. so uh, and so my giftedness is just breaking stuff down into component parts and and turning it into a into a logical program. And so at some point you gotta you gotta turn the key on the system. And so so what it is really is a discernment process. Um, so bring in, just have this call, hey, let's get some fresh ideas for the kingdom of God. Let's, let's invite those ideas in. And sure, the quarter of a million dollars is, a, is the incentive, but really where the, uh, where the magic is is in the relationships. And so that's the discernment part. Is, and Cindy Stone, as, an, as a navigator, really what she is is a shepherd, to shepherd this applicant through this process investing in them through the skills of the congregation, just really just foundational stuff that, that will help them, even if they don't win the money, will help them as they're out yeah. trying to serve the Lord for the rest of their, for the rest of their career. All right, let's, so, let's, take, but let's, let's take some of those nerdy details, O'Brien, because I really want people to hear them, because how did this process start? So you had the money, you're like, okay, we're mm-hmm. going to give away a quarter of a million dollars, but how did you let people know in the community that this is what you were going to do, and then how did you wheedle them down to those that you eventually, I mean, talk about that process. 
Yeah, every part of the process was the congregation. And so in terms of getting the word out, we knew, again, our congregation was our biggest asset. So we knew sitting in our pews, we had PR people and marketing people and folks that they're gifting this Monday through Friday is getting the word out about things. And so we, we said, all right, we're going to team you up and your job as a volunteer in this church is to get the word out about this. And uh, actually one of the, one of our key volunteers is a guy named Tom and his, and uh, long story short, his past church um, made him feel like being, P, being a PR guy wasn't really a holy calling. Um, mm. And, and that, that stung him a little bit. And he said, no, I feel I'm good at PR. I like PR. I'm good at PR. And, and for him, Innovate allowed him to use his PR background for, for mission. And I was just thrilled by that. And so every step of the way was the congregation. The screeners, we had, a, we had a team of folks that said, okay, based on these criteria, is it a good fit for our church? Is this a feasible idea? Uh, is this a compelling idea? And screen them down and give the best of the best and send them off to folks like Cindy, who will then get them ready for a business plan. So how many people did you get apply? How, wait, wait, let's, let's, how many people did, mm-hmm. did apply? How many people applied to be part of the program? Uh, the first round, we had 150 applicants. Okay, so 150 how many of them? social entrepreneurs through, wow. throughout the Twin Cities. And so from them, we had a qualified pool uh, that, that, that we screened down. There was about 40, 40-ish. Okay. It's like, hey, any of these are good mission ideas. Any of these, our church would be proud to get behind. Um, and so then that's when we started to match them up with navigators. And we had about 20, as Cindy said, about 20 of those. And then from that point, those ones that, that were matched one-to-one with the navigator, they're the ones that, that um, submitted a full business plan and to the, to the judges. How many finalists did you have? How many social enterprises did you guys mm-hmm. spin off as a result of Innovate Studios within Colonial Church in Edina, Minnesota? So the first round was five. And so we thought of it as a portfolio. Um, we thought, okay, hey, we, we want some that are just good. For example, one was the, the Sheridan story. They help hungry kids. So it was something that our our congregation could really get their mind around quickly and easily, and they had already run a pilot project. And on the other hand, on that portfolio is something like Exodus Lending, which was battling payday loans um, and bringing justice to that area. But it's like, Mm. hey, we're starting a bank. Like, that's difficult. Um, So that was more high risk. But there was five in there. And then the congregation, they said, this is great. Can we do this again? And Mm. I said, yes. Um, And so then the second round, we launched six more. And so 11 total. Wow. You've got one of those social entrepreneurs on the line with us today. Do you want to introduce him? Yeah, this is Matt Glover. He is the founder of Hoyo, which is the Somali word for mother. Matt Glover, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to me about talk to me about this. And where did this passion for working within this Somalian community and and just for people to know, the largest Somalian community outside of Somalia is in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and most people don't realize that unless you are from there or follow uh, the story. Where did I mean? How did God lay this passion on your heart? Yeah, a part of it was moving into a neighborhood where we had a lot of Somali neighbors. So we moved into the neighborhood of South Minneapolis. 
uh, which is a major hub of community for them. And we were eight months pregnant with twins at the time. And uh, one of the things that we noticed is we had a lot of Somali neighbors that were mothers, and they were actually single mothers of 11 or 12 children. Um, And they had made the journey from Somalia with these children by themselves uh, and ended up in Minneapolis in the middle of winter. Uh, And so it was just something that our hearts just broke because we're, we're dealing with twins and we feel like we're treading water and we're trying to understand, okay, so what can we do that's a value um, to engage these mothers that isn't just charity? And what'd you come up with? We came up with uh, the mission we say is empowering Somali mothers through Somali food. Um, and so we looked, we took a, an asset um, inventory and we realized instead of looking at what they don't have, let's look at what they do have. And one of the things that's really cool is they're amazing cooks, um, and the Somali community has a lot of great food. And so we said, well, why don't we harness that talent uh, and start a, a dynamic business with it? And so now we hire Somali mothers. We ha- hire them to make sambusa. Uh, it's a triangular pastry filled with spiced meat or vegetables. Uh, and then we freeze them and distribute them to grocery stores and restaurants around the Twin Cities. So. Which makes money. Which then go back to pay those people to make those triangular pastries, which I should have said, hey, send one here so we can try that because I don't know if it's really legit unless the host has actually gotten to try one. I think maybe we'll be up there this summer and and we we should should test some out for ourselves. That's right? right. If you're just tuning in right now, we encourage you to go back to the podcast, which will be out there and produced over the weekend. You got to listen to this whole story or tune in at another time during the day. We're always streaming at I Work For Him. Dot com. I work the number four him.com innovastudios.org innovastudios.org if you ever wondered how your church could really make an impact on your community meeting the specific needs of the community things that they really need met Innovate Studios has the answer. Brian, we are talking with Matt Glover, who started this enterprise called Hoyo, which is uh, to the Somalian mother community there in Minneapolis in the Phillips neighborhood. Brian, you had some amazing ideas. Well, you said you had 11 social enterprises that you guys helped launch. What were some of those other ideas? You said payday lending. What were some of the other ones? Yeah, but before before that, I just wanted to talk about Matt for just a second because I know he's too humble to uh, to say anything, but he's amazing. And one thing that we learned through this process is that you can that that ideas change; they ebb and flow, and you can you know you can add input and and pivot and change. But you got to find that social entrepreneur with the right heart, and um, and so that's Matt. And so one thing that we learned quickly is that. We were looking for the person as much as the idea, because we knew that the idea would be shaped through the input of our congregation and their professional experience. Um, so the first round we had, I, I mentioned uh, sharing a story which helped hungry kids. Um, there was Exodus Lending. There was a mobile market, which was a lot of fun, which the idea was to take an old city bus and turn it into a grocery store on wheels mm-hmm. to go into food deserts. And then the second round, uh, the congregation got much more comfortable and confident, and that's when we hit the gas a little bit. And so we decided, okay, let's really lean into this for-profit aspect of, of the, what we can do. So Hoyo was a good example. Fair Anita is another example, uh, which is a fair trade initiative that empowers women who are victims of, of violence. Uh, another good example is Kennesaw, which is – was a group of college kids who invented a solar dehydrator 
to help subsistence farmers around the world. So uh, product-based, for-profit business. <laughs> and what's cool about this is this is the church meeting the needs of the community so that the community will start listening to the church. And, and that's what I want to really hear. Matt Glover, as you started ministering within the Somali community and providing them jobs and providing them opportunity, how has that impacted the Somalian community there that you, that little piece that you deal with there in the Phillips neighborhood. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty amazing. Um, I, yesterday I had a meeting with uh, the director of an organization called the Cedar Riverside Opportunity Center, and their vision is just to bridge the gap of unemployment in the Somali community. So typically there's a 60% rate of unemployment, um, especially among the refugees. And so he actually brought the city in and said, listen, uh, Minneapolis, Hoyo is so important to our city and to our community that we think you should buy them and a new kitchen. Um, and so it was really crazy for me to, to hear that because that's been one of our challenges is finding kitchen space. Um, and just to hear this uh, Somali man who's a leader in the community get behind mm. it so much that he's trying to encourage the city to buy us a kitchen. Um, wow. And so we've been able to hire, partner with his organization because they're, they're trying to trying to find jobs for Somali people. And so, uh, especially new arrivals. And so um, he's just really excited about what we're doing and they're getting behind us. So. That's great. Matt, has that provided you any opportunities to start really just letting, I mean, you're living out Jesus every day to all those people that work with you at Hoyo. How have you gotten opportunities to share your faith through this process? I mean, your ministry needs, you're helping people get food and clothing and housing. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. Hey, first you got to feed me, clothe me, house me. Now you've got that done. Do you get opportunities to share what Jesus means to you with these people that you work with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Somali community is, is, is traditionally Muslim. Um, and so they're actually really passionate about God. Um, and they're very open to spiritual conversations as long as they don't think I'm being manipulative or trying to trick them. And one of the things that I've learned, especially as we've started this, is that um, manifesting the kingdom went through Mark last year and just looked at how Jesus, um, he proclaimed, but most of all, he manifested the kingdom. So people were experiencing the kingdom as they were coming in contact with him. And that's really been a focus for us is that, you know, maybe the conversation can go to debate too quick, or maybe there's just isn't an opportunity to speak um, too much verbally, but people are experiencing Jesus in the midst of interactions with us. And that's really been our, our vision. Amen. That's very cool. How many people are you employing right now, Matt? We have seven employees right now. Way to go. Hey, congratulations yeah. on winning and for being part of this Innovate project. And, and I'm hoping that we see God multiply what you're doing and touch not just seven, but not 70, but maybe seven or maybe 7,000 Somalians because there's yeah. so many there. And to be able to touch that community, uh, it, it's amazing. You don't have to travel across the world to touch the Somalian community. You can go right there in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Thank you, Matt Glover, for calling into I work for him. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cindy, I, I got a question for you, Cindy Stone. I've asked her to hold on because I had a question for you. Cindy, you got to walk past and walk alongside as a navigator with lots and lots and lots of people. What was your what was your favorite social enterprise that you got involved in? I would have to highlight Veronica. I think the, web, the work that they're doing, empowering women around the world, dignified jobs, fair trade relationships. These women are talented artisans. They are making um, and creating designs out of recycled materials. They're lifting their families and their communities out of poverty. And these were women that were 
that were victimized, that were impoverished, that had no hope and no opportunity. And to hear Joy McBreen, the social um, entrepreneur that launched this and the, and the kind of success and impact that she's had, it is so powerful and exciting. <laughs> Cindy Stone, thanks for calling into iWork for MDA. Thanks for sharing a little bit of the piece of your story. I know there's lots more that we haven't heard, but we do appreciate your enthusiasm being a cheerleader for, our, for Innovate Studios. Thanks for calling in today, Cindy Stone. Thanks so much. Brian, before we get, I just want to make sure everybody knows we're talking with Brian Jones from Innovate Studios. If your church is looking for a way to really impact the community and help the community, InnovateStudios.org, InnovateStudios.org. Yeah, and I just want to add to that, Jim, for people that might have just tuned in, that basically what Innovate and Colonial Church did was create a shark tank for churches using the um, kind of that idea to help people come up with some business concepts and take them to, all the way to fruition, help them with business plans and things like that, things that people get caught up in. But the reason why this resonates so much with us that I work for him is that we got people at in their congregation hugely involved in using their God-given and their cultivated knowledge, wisdom, education, um, professional background to really pour into these opportunities. And um, that is... Not just businesses, but socially, solving social and cultural issues within the community businesses, for-profit businesses. Exactly. So I just want to highlight that. So Brian, Innovate really, this whole process had a big impact on your church, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, so well, well, I, Cindy mentioned some of that. It's the, you know, when you have 500 on average coming on a Sunday and you have uh, 175 people involved, yeah. that's a pretty big engagement. Yes. And then plus, this was the type of engagement they had never been asked to do before. And it allowed mm-hmm. them to go back to their work and say, hey, listen, let me tell you about this thing my church is doing. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were able to talk about their church in a way that they had never been able to before. And so it, it had meaningful um, and measurable um, impact on our church, on our congregation. Mm-hmm. So what do you think would be one of the biggest fruits that you've seen come out of this project? Well, the, the easiest thing is, is 11 social ventures. Yeah. Um, we, we measured... Um, and, and I stopped counting in 2015, but it had been 29,700 people who had been helped through these 11 social ventures. And so that was just good, you know? I mean, just to be able to say, yes, we have made a measurable um, impact and help for our community was good. Um, and that's on top of all that we saw, just the spiritual fruit from within our congregation. And then the final thing was just to be able to say, hey, is this an idea for a church or is this an idea for the church? And then that's when the idea, um, that's when the pivot came that I resigned as a pastor uh, to form the fully independent 501c3 Innovate Studios to teach it to other churches. So let's talk about that for a minute. You're actually mm-hmm. taking the opportunity um, to teach other churches that they can do this all over the country. What does that look like? Yeah, so the first church that I worked with was a church in Houston. First Presbyterian Church in Houston, and they had a We only have about a minute. We only have a minute to make it quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they said, hey, it worked in Minneapolis. We want to do it exactly the same way. And they did. And they launched five social ventures, and they're excited. Now I'm working with a church in Atlanta. 
Uh, so working my way to 100 churches, I hope. Brian Jones, we're out of time, but I'm so grateful that you're willing to share just the sneak peek in Innovate Studios and the impact it made on Colonial Church in Edina. And, and now it's making in churches across in Houston and Atlanta. I, I, I want an update. we got to come back and do an update from some of those other churches after it. those things get done. But thank mm-hmm. you, Brian Jones. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. This is fun. All right, InnovateStudios.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 